Alright, this is test recording number one for my podcast, which I am yet to name. Probably something about my life, something about being in a closet or bisexuality, something like that. During this test, I'm actually dealing with a lot of anxiety right this second, not not in a horrible way, but just in a baseline, a baseline level, just sort of affecting my breathing a little bit um, and my thought process. It's a bit hard to get it all out in a good string right now, but that's the point of the test. Now... Hello out there. I come to you laying on my floor in my lounge room. The cat, the cat is in the window. I can't see the cat right now. Yuki, she's in the window, enjoying the sun. I'm on the ground in the shade, flattening my soul back which I've done to myself yet again from bouldering, indoor bouldering and not stretching, continuously not stretching. I don't stretch before, I don't stretch after. I try to do like some sort of half-hour stretch when I get there, which isn't great because I don't want to have my shirt all the way up doing a big stretch letting my belly out it's either it's either self-consciousness or fear of looking arrogant always had a huge fear of looking arrogant part of which part of which i've realized is that i always i saw arrogant men the way they dressed and i perceived them as arrogant you know like certain certain people the way they would dress and the way they would carry themselves and I I'd, I'd really didn't like them. I really didn't like them when I was young. And I didn't know at the time, but I think what was happening was that I was attracted to those men um, and their confidence and their style and stuff. And, you know, like, and I just really didn't know how to process that. So I was mad at them. I'd be mad at them. I thought they were douchebags. I didn't wear a pair of sunglasses until I was 17, 18, until I was working outside doing a laboring job. Because I thought dudes wearing sunglasses looked like douchebags. But I thought, really, I think I thought dudes wearing sunglasses looked kind of hot. So, it's, 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 it's slowly coming together for me. <sighs> to start off, maybe a little bit about me. Just so you've got some tiny reference point to refer to me in your mind in the picture that you create uh, I am a 25 year old male living in Canberra, Australia which is a bit of a it's like a public servant town city, sorry city. it's the capital of Australia um, yeah, you know like the, the average wage here is like 90,000 Australian which is not that much, not as much in American, but still it's a, it's a very substantial average wage. Um, I don't earn that much. 
And I feel like a lot of the people who don't earn that much in this city are sort of not, there's something they're not a part of. There's a lot of bars and stuff where every drink is $15. And like they're known as pube bars. We call them pubes, public servants, pubes. Um, you know, like I'm not going to name anything, but and obviously I don't hate these places. I've been there. But like they're just expensive. And there's a lot of stuff in this place which is expensive. Young people like me. And people with young families, people with with service industry jobs can't really afford to live the full Canberran lifestyle, which is pretty luxe. You know, like there's some very, you know, expensive and delicious restaurants and bars and all that kind of stuff here. The nightlife isn't crazy late, but, you know, the food is really good. It's like a... It's like a tiny faux Melbourne. That's what they're going for. Um, there's, a, there's actually a section in in the city which looks very much like Melbourne. Like it's all like uh, it's not high enough, but it's got that the mezzanine, not mezzanine. It's got the uh, the sort of shade things that come uh, from either cafe. Like there's cafes either side, and it's just chairs and tables with a walkway in between. You know, fucking all about the coffee. But uh, Canberra's a, it's a beautiful city, really. Um, complain about it if I want, but but it's uh, I would struggle to live in a city of similar size that wasn't built like this. You know, there's a, you can always see a tree. You can always like it's a tent from my house. It's a, it's, a, it's like a five minute walk to like this big nature ridge, and then down the other side of that there's a farm, and then like nothing. There's like a river and a big ridge, and then you're into the Brindabella Mountains. Like it's it's beautiful like that, you know. And like uh Yeah. So for the last uh the last six years or so I've been doing disability support. It's a big part of my personality, I guess, if I'm gonna be honest. Um definitely has taught me a lot of my life lessons. Um, maybe where where some life lessons were lacking. Um, I got I got a lot from this job, you know. Um, helping people and stuff. Uh, I think it's something that everyone should do. I think if like if you're somewhere in your life and you and you don't know what to do with yourself, you can help someone else, it's, and it's easy, man. You know, like a lot of people say to me, I couldn't do that, but they're thinking about disability as one caricature in their mind of someone who's like in a wheelchair, groaning uncontrollably and drooling and stuff. You know. And that, those people exist, obviously, um, and and it's a challenging role to be to be helping to be helping people like that because um, it's confronting. But um, it's not all like that. I don't do that. I I um, in the last few years, I've mostly been working with people with autism, young younger men with autism, and like intellectual disabilities and stuff like that, and teaching people more living skills. Um, and, and even just like, just getting out and stuff like that. And, and, uh, the experience of like having a mate and it's, and it's a really, it's a huge gray area in the industry. People don't, you're not meant to make friends with your clients and stuff, but it's kind of insane, right? You, you go to someone's home and you talk with their mother for like an hour about their son or their daughter they love with all their heart, but they've got no more patience for. They can't do it anymore. They've got to live, um, you know. And and you you form this 
this relationship with the parent as well, you know, like that. Like they, they really love you, man. You turn up and you help them out. They get to get out of the house or you get to give their child something that that they can't do, um, you know, that they don't have the energy for or they just they don't understand, like if there's an age gap or whatever, like it's always good to be a young presence in someone's life like that because they, they don't have a lot of friends. And, like, if I can go and, like, play some video games with someone and make them feel normal for a bit, like, that's a good day. It's a really good day for someone. But anyway, I think anyone, if you're out there and you're thinking, I fucking hate working at this cafe, fuck this bar, I don't want to do this, go and help someone. You can get paid for it. You can get paid well for it. You get paid better than working at a, at a bar. At least in Australia, that's what it's like. The The pay rate, the starting pay rate of someone doing disability support here is like between 22 is about the lowest I've seen. Um, and, and 25 is pretty normal. Um, and then, you know, depending on what you do, I've earned up to like $38 an hour. Um, but that shit was horrible. I don't recommend it. It's not worth it. Um, working. Like someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And I'm glad I did it for a bit. But uh, those people need help that I cannot provide. And and, and the, the system, it doesn't really, it's not really there for them. They fall through a bit. There's no facilities for people who want to attack their carers, you know. Um, and they end up somewhere, but it's not really made for them, you know. Or they end up on um on a lot of, a lot of drugs, you know, they get these, uh, these medical orders where they're, they're ordered by law to, to either take a tablet. And if they don't do that, then they'll get injected once a month or once every three months It's called a depot shot, you know, and like, and, and that's to control their, their mood. And the way I'm talking about it right now is quite, sounds quite negative. I've met people who definitely need it. My God. Um, they don't, they, they're too in and out of reality to decide to take a tablet every day. Um, and it's sad, but it's true. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's basic view of my job. Um, I, uh, I'm a serial relationshipist. I've been in, I've been in relationships for most of my adult life. Or pretty much since I was like sixteen, I haven't had one time. One time I had a good like year or year and a bit where I was single and I and you know like I was proper proper single. Didn't I didn't even fuck. I wasn't even fucking. It was pretty shit to be honest. But uh, yeah, always end up in a relationship, and I feel like part of that reason is because I get excited and I think like I'm gonna fall in love or something, or you think you are. Maybe I did. Maybe I have every time. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's something I've just fallen into, I guess. And I don't, I don't want to come off arrogant or something, but like, I think sometimes, sometimes you meet, you meet people, um, you meet women, like, cause I've, I've dated women up, up until, up until now. I, I haven't, or I'm not, not now even, <laughs> um i've been i've been with women um and you know it's really sad i think i think a lot of women a lot of young women and women in general have have, have been treated just really averagely 
by by men. Not always bad. Not always like oh they were abusive in a physical way or they gaslighted them or like did horrible shit like that. But they just don't give a fuck. Like the amount of young women I've dated, all of them, all of them have dated at least one dude, and maybe that's the only dude they've dated. And he just didn't give a fuck. And it's like their first boyfriend, first time they've had sex. This girl's obviously in love with them and they don't care, you know, like, and it's, and it's, it's really common, you know? So like, I think sometimes when I've gotten into relationships, when I've gotten into relationships with people, I've, um, you know, I've just treated them quite, quite, quite kindly. Like I would treat fucking anyone, to be honest. Um, just by saying things like, hey, I know you've come over to my house, but, like, we don't have to fuck. That's not a requirement. Like, I, I just want you to be comfortable and shit. And to be honest, I don't really like fucking on the first day. Like, I like I have. Um, and to be honest, I did, like, like last night for the for the, maybe the second time in my life, I, just, I did that. I hooked up on Tinder with a, with a chick, which is... Um, Weird move. My goal was to, to be with guys at the moment, but I think I needed like a, a palate cleanser um, after my last relationship just to just to make sure that um, that women want to fuck me. <sighs> and that one did, I guess. So that was good. It was a bit of a weird time there. Um, what was I getting at? I'm getting in these relationships with 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 young women, you know, just because I'm treating them nicely. Like they they end up. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say falling in love with me because I think it's a bit naive on both of our parts in the past. Um, but you know, they, they, they really like, they care a lot, you know, and they, and they want to be with me and stuff or that that's how it was. That's how, that's how it was. Um, and as a young guy, just who's like craving attention, you treat someone nicely and they start treating you really nicely and that's enough. Like you're in love. You're in love. Someone's treated a girl is like happy to wants to see you, happy to see you. Comes and sucks your fucking dick. You're in love, man. That's it. Especially when you're 16, 17. Mine, like that's uh, that's all you need. But uh, but yeah, I'm trying not to do that at the moment because I've just got out of a year long relationship with a with a really beautiful person who um. Yeah, I, I did love, and and I do love, um, you know. But but it just didn't it didn't work out because of where I'm at, and I've had I've had that be a factor in the last three relationships I've been in. So I'm really feeling like I can't do that again. That's that's got to be changed. That's um, I'm 25 now, and that's still pretty young, but. I have this feeling like I'm wasting time. If I just do that again, I'm obviously wasting time. Um, like I right now, I need to sort out my bisexuality, which is, which has been hard to deal with. To be honest, I grew up in a small town. Like I didn't grow up in Canberra. It was only an hour away, but like it's a, uh, it's a different culture there, I guess. And and maybe it was the time too. Times have changed a lot in in like my lifetime. I feel like I grew up on the cusp of like this PC acceptance era, um, which I'm, I'm pretty much all for like, I, I, except for like the attack on comedy. Um, 
yeah, maybe there's some other shit that I don't know about. Don't fucking quote me. But uh Alright, so I'll go back I'll go back to the bisexuality stuff briefly. I, I fucked myself up just then. I, I paused and paused and I went back and I was like listening to bits and I'm like, where am I at? Like where where do I need to go next? And it's um this is a bit this is a little bit I'm not gonna say it's more difficult than I thought because I thought this is a test, like this is a test one. I'm not sure if it'll go out. I might cut it up a bit. Anyway, I'm going to start talking about my bisexuality a bit now. But uh, most of this stuff I'm just going to touch on. I guess I'll go back over it and pick stuff out and I can sort of deep dive. Um, Yeah. So, like, yeah, I I grew up straight, basically. Like, I thought I was straight. I fucking, in my mind, I had, I, I remember dreaming, like, having little dreams you know, like where I would just be with a with a guy in some way, um, and it was, you know, like little things. Fuck, that's actually I've sort of mixed it up a bit. When I was when I was actually my first first ever like sort of gay experience that happened. I was very young. Um, I think I may have been like eight or ten, maybe actually a little bit older. Maybe I was like just. Before, like just before 12, uh, I'm not sure. But I was up in Sydney, I was hanging out with my mum, you know, because parents split up and I used to do holidays at my mum's place. And, uh, yeah, I was hanging out with this this kid, you know, like we, we were the same age and, uh, and you know, the, our mums were friends. And, um, yeah, I think we were like 11 or 12, I'm going to say that. But, uh yeah, like, I don't know, we ended up kissing, I think, and, like, and I think we sort of showed each other what we had, and that it was very, like, innocent and sort of young, um, but that's the first thing I can remember of a thing I actually did um, that that maybe pointed some sort of sign that I was, that, that I was interested in men or boys as well. Um but yeah, I used to I used to have like thoughts, I guess fantasies, like when I was sort of sixteen and onwards, uh, maybe a little bit younger. Um, well, yeah, probably. But of just just little stuff, and it would often just be like laying with a man, like I would just like have my head on his chest, like in a bed, um, and that that was the fantasy, and that that's what I was trying to not think about. And I remember, like, almost like a cartoon, like, shaking my head. And like, Bruh. none of that. Like, I'm not going to think about that. Like, and I, I, I kind of thought everyone had those thoughts. Um, and that, you know, like, cause we, there was always a lot of gay jokes and stuff at school. And there was a lot of, like, talk of gayness. And I thought that, like, maybe everyone thought that or something. Maybe I didn't analyze it that heavily. Um, but... Yeah, I've always sort of had the thought. I never told anyone, you know. And it's funny, I remember my first uh, my first sort of girlfriend, pseudo-girlfriend in like fucking year five or year six. So I was like 11, 12, um, which makes me feel like I was a bit younger when I, with that, that boy in Sydney. Anyway, um, yeah, um, you know, like I fucking, I had this girlfriend and we would, we would meet, 
we would meet at the end of each day. And I think maybe we held hands at recess or something. I don't know. But we, we would meet at the end of each day, like in the canteen, which was all sort of like under a building. Like it wasn't underground, but it was like, it was an enclosed space. And um, yeah, we would meet there on these stairs like, cause there was like four entrances to that, to that room. So it was like, you could, you could get in and out a lot of ways and we'd meet there and we would kiss and we would do this little peck, this little peck kiss. And, um, you know, like I, it was exciting to me, like, cause I am in, I'm into women, like a, mostly at least by practice, I'm into women. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she ended up, she ended up coming out as gay. Like she's a, she's a lesbian. Um, and, and I, I remember feeling funny about that back in the day, like when I, when I had my own homophobia and my own, like just, just really fragile masculinity, I guess. Um, and thinking like, oh man, you know, that, that's a bit fucked up. Um, but now, now I feel really good about it. You know, like I, she felt comfortable enough with me to want to do that and like, and, and do this thing that she thought she was meant to do and whatever. Um, and maybe that was a bad experience for her, but I thought, I hope she's all good. I think she's fine. She's definitely fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, growing up like that, yeah, was it was just in the back of my mind. I really, I didn't pay too much attention to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think I was... It's I really I really didn't think about it much. I think every once in a while maybe I would I would Google something or I don't know, like I'd have thoughts or I used to like I would oh man, this is getting real real personal. Um like like butt stuff when I was masturbating, Jesus. Um that doesn't mean you're gay though, it just means you have a prostate and you know that it feels good. Um Yeah, look and and I, th- it was, it wasn't until it was, it was a few years ago, I guess, um, when I actually sort of came out. Um, it wasn't a choice, and I'm still not out to everyone. Um, but I, I think I had kissed a few guys at clubs in the past, um, but that was about it, and. The the, the the what happened was that there was the the yes vote happened in Australia, which was the 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 vote that went around by mail or whatever they fucking ended up doing. I don't know if the the, the mail vote didn't even count, like it was just to see. But anyway, they did this vote, and gay marriage and 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 you know non-conventional marriage or whatever got got voted yes so like that can happen in australia now and it's all legal and fun and dandy so there was a massive party in braddon which is the it's right next to the city like right next to the cbd in canberra um and it's and it's a bit of it like a hipster sort of area like there's some some cool coffee shops and clothes shops and shit um, and like expensive salons and, um, restaurants and it's just trendy. It's a trendy little offset to the city and they, they painted it all rainbow. They painted the massive roundabout there rainbow and they put up all the flags and it was a massive party there. And they was, they were selling drinks in the middle of the street. And, uh, 
I went there with a few friends, um, one of which had come out as bi quite recently. Um, but he'd also, like, he hadn't been with women heaps. Like, I hadn't seen him have a girlfriend or anything like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, he came out as bi a little while before that. Um, and we're, so we're all out of this party and I got really trashed. I, um, I was drinking, I was buying a lot of drinks and then, uh, unfortunately I started stealing drinks because I, I'm going to blame it on being really drunk and, um, just being a larrikin. Um, but yeah, I started grabbing drinks out of the cooler things when, the servers had their back turned, which was really easy. I'm re oh, they shouldn't have done it like that, but also people shouldn't steal. I don't know. I don't know who to pay back for that one. You know, it was just a some stall. Uh, um, so yeah, I got very intoxicated. Um, ran into my substance abuse therapist um, and didn't have the presence of mind to um, not say hello. So I ran over to her and I was like, hey, how you going? And she was just like, I'm not sure I know you. She's very professional about it. Lovely lady. I've, I've actually seen her a few times since then through the public system. I've somehow met that woman maybe 15 times. Um, and she, she's really good. She's really good. She's like a year older than me. She makes me feel like an idiot. Um, so yeah, ran into her. That's the kind of trash that I was, I guess. Um, I had vomited, I think, which is kind of fucked. But I ended up, um, right, uh, this this guy um, and I ended up making out um, in the street. And I don't, like, I have very faint memories of it. Maybe it's just something that my brain put together because I've been told it happened. But I got told the next day, hey, you were making out with so-and-so for like fucking half an hour and we were trying to leave and it was really annoying. Um, you know, which was kind of, kind of great in a way that the way they, my mates came at me about it was just like, that was annoying. We wanted to leave, you know, like sometimes I think they're not the most sensitive dudes, but I love those guys. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I woke up waking up the next day, like, at my flat with my with my with my mate who I lived with, um, and yeah, him him saying like you know, do you remember what happened last night? And I'm like no, and I remember being really worried. I think I sort of did remember, um, and he just laughed at it. He sort of teased me about it for a bit, and we talked about it a little bit as well, um, and and it was all cool. back then so um yeah that was me coming out to my friends that's sort of how it happened and in the years past i have told a few people i've told some other friend groups i am more likely to tell a stranger but that's kind of changing now i've i actually um a little while ago or a few weeks ago i told my mum which was a big step i did try to tell her something along those lines when i was maybe 17 18 i think but um, 
she just she didn't um really accept that or like deal with that or i don't know she she just said like oh it might be a phase which is super classic um and i don't know like, like i'm i'm gonna choose not to be upset about it there's no need to be um so yeah yeah that's that's where i'm at right now i'm not out to my dad um which is hard i feel like he i feel like he will be okay with it um but i think the hard thing about coming out as bi is that it doesn't feel as legitimate as coming out as gay because like if i come out as bi and it's like hey dad i'm bi but like you're you, like i've been with only women what does that even mean you know like to someone else to someone who doesn't think the things i think and like someone who's not on, on grinder um trying to trying to find someone to connect with oh, which is kind of fucked um sort of switched to tinder a bit i don't know if that's better but finding um finding groups of gay people during pandemic is not super easy it's not something i'm practiced at either way so i'm on the apps that's what i've got right now um i saw a friend on there today if i can hit him up said hey man is this the best way to contact you now because he never gets back to me man i don't know if he's gonna listen to this but i hope he does i hope he listens to it i hope he's upset at his actions well that's nearly half an hour of me fucking talking which is pretty crazy i can't i didn't think it would go on this long i didn't think i had that in me but yeah i think i think half an hour is maybe a pretty good length um so i will get towards cutting it off now i might go for a couple more minutes um the basic idea of this podcast i guess is it's about my life and my experience um, and I've wanted to make it for the last little while or wanted to start making it because I've felt incredibly alone, um, uh, coming out as, you know, trying to come out as bisexual. I also recently broke up with, you know, that a woman, you know, like who I was with for about a year, that was probably less than three months ago. Um, and it all feels kind of real right now. You know, like I've split up with a girl partly because I need to go and be gay. <laughs> and and now I'm single and that's an option. Um, you know, and it's and it's it's confronting me a little bit. Um but I really need to do this for myself. And I feel like there's other people like me who are in a similar position. And that is why I want to make this podcast for the people, you know, like I don't want anyone to feel as alone as I have in the last little while. Um, I don't want anyone to worry about me. I'm doing fine. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm doing all the things that you're meant to do. I'm exercising and eating okay and all that kind of shit. Um, but being queer is a lonely feeling. You know, you can talk to people about it and they can be sympathetic, but unless they're queer, they don't know what it's like. Um, 
and it might sound dramatic and shit. I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I never talk like this to my friends. There's another reason why I want to have this podcast. So I have an outlet where I can vent my frustrations, I guess. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to be queer in a world that is super set up for straight people. And, and for me, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I want, I was going to say it's easier for me because I'm bi and like, I can pass as straight if I want. And like, I can, I can be that, but that's not being honest. That's not being me being honest. And I think one of the hardest things about being bisexual is that your legitimacy is attacked. Um, whether it's directly or through media or through opinions or a comedy show or fucking anything, you know, bisexuality is attacked and it's attacked as, you know, like if you're bisexual, you're either just a guy who's gay and doesn't want to say it or you're a girl who's drunk and just wants to kiss another girl and it's fucking bullshit. And, and like, and I, I want to stand together with all the, all the bisexuals here, but I've got to speak from my experience and being a bisexual man, you're like a fucking goblin. Like I've, I've been in a party. I've been in a huge party setting, like at a bush doof, if you know what that is. Um, and I watched, they were my friends. I watched them making out, you know, I saw, I saw them making out. No, I didn't really watch them. God, but, um, you know, I saw them making out and they're having a real good time. They're making out with each other, cuddling and grinding up on each other. They're loving it. And we're all on like, you know, some drugs and shit. Like it was a party. Um, and very quickly, you know, within a couple of minutes, there was a huge bay of men, a huge U shape behind them. Um, so they had their backs or pretty much, you know, like they, they weren't really looking at this, this big group of dudes. I think they knew they were there though. And, you know, they didn't want to stop doing what they were doing. So they were doing that for half an hour or so. And there's a huge group of guys just watching them, just watching, you know, and even the people who were in front and didn't, didn't slink back and, and join the fucking hall of masturbators fucking, they're all craning their necks. They're all turning around like every fucking minute, every 30 seconds to watch that. And, you know, like it makes them very uncomfortable, but I also can't blame them for watching something that they're interested in. They're doing it in a very public place. Um, maybe getting in a line and watching like that is weird. Maybe to stay where you are and have a, have a little cheeky glance. But the point, the point that I was getting at is that very shortly after this happened, and in fact, while they were still together, um, I, I actually, I saw a guy and I was feeling very confident and I thought he looked gay and I thought he was pretty hot. So I went and talked to him and I said, Hey man, you're really attractive and I want to kiss you. And he was into that. He liked, he liked the confidence and we were making out. Um, so I was dancing with this guy for a bit and making out and the reaction from that group of people could not have been more opposite. I, I looked around that room and I couldn't see a single face, man or woman. No one wanted to look at us. No one wanted to see, which is fine. I don't mind. I don't really want to be avoided though. You know, it's that old adage of, of like, 
you can be gay but not around me you know like that what that what the old men say of like you're like i don't mind what you do but just don't don't bloody rub it in me face and it's basically segregation you know like and and that's that's how that's how you feel sometimes um as a bi man like really honestly you know um sometimes yeah Sometimes that's what it's like. Like I've been, I've been booed in a club for kissing a guy. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's not always a great experience and I want to try and be a voice for some people who are dealing with this same bullshit. Um, and you know, like, yeah, maybe I can, maybe I can help people build some tools to feel confident, you know? And if all that is, is like, hey, you, there's nothing fucking wrong with you. Get out of the house and feel better. That's all, maybe that's all you need. Maybe that's all we all need. Like, yeah. So anyway, that is that is the test pod. Uh, test podcast number one on, what's the date? Sunday, the 5th of July finishing up at 1 p.m. Oh, 101. Well, yeah. Uh, not sure how to sign off yet. I guess I'm going to work that one out. But uh, love you guys and stay safe and love yourself.